When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. McCaffrey's going to get it, and he walks in. Touchdown, San Francisco. Kevin Burkhart on the call on Fox. One of two touchdowns from Christian McCaffrey. A couple of his 90 rushing yards yesterday. The 49ers are headed to Super Bowl 58. Welcome back to Grant and Danny. We are live on the fan all over D.C. and in Richmond. Of course, you can listen to us anywhere you are with the Odyssey app. You should have downloaded the app already. Great way to listen to the show. You can pause and rewind each segment. Show's brought to you today and every day by our friends, the law firm of Kondorian Murad. They'll help protect your assets, update your will, and trust. Please schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. You can visit camlawyers.com to do that. Local guys from Lake Braddock and George Mason, uh, they'll take care of you. Mention us, score a discount, big listeners of the show, camlawyers.com. Let's go to the BetQL guest hotline. Welcome onto the show, the chief analytics officer at FTN Fantasy, uh, our buddy Aaron Schatz, who created DVOA and Football Outsiders. Uh, Aaron, thanks for a few minutes. So why don't we begin with, I guess, your... Takeaways from the AFC Championship game first. What surprised you about Baltimore's struggles? And what impressed you about the Chiefs' ability to get back to the Super Bowl with lesser offensive talent? Yeah, where was the running game for the Ravens, man? I, I, don't, I, I could not figure out why the Ravens were not running the ball. It was the clear weakness of the Chiefs' defense was the run, especially that power concepts, and the Ravens just weren't doing it. Do you think it was a case of them outsmarting themselves where, you know, one of those, they expect us to do this and, and maybe we'll do the thing they don't expect. And then at a certain point, wouldn't you just get to it even down a score, you know, as the game started to go on? I, I, again, Aaron, I, I can't figure it out here. I'm trying to figure out why. Yeah, I thought to myself, maybe they're going to come out in the second half and they're going to run a bunch and be like, see, you didn't think this was coming because we didn't do it in the first half, but they didn't do that either. So Yes, I think they outsmarted themselves. It was the clear weakness. It was the clear thing to go after. And it's not like the score got so out of hand that the run went away. In fact, the first time Gus Edwards carried the ball early on, he had 15 yards, and then they only handed it to him two other times. So, Aaron, to, to your point, I generally loathe when, you know, Monday morning quarterback style, somebody just looks at the number of rushing attempts and goes, they didn't run the ball enough, establish the run, and use things from the 80s and, and, and even be before that. But this is the Ravens specifically. That's kind of my gripe there. If a, if and a the team, Chiefs, and right. the Chiefs defense specifically, yeah. yeah. And, and that's kind of my point here is this is more Ravens DNA, who they are, who they've been, and how successful they've been at doing it. I think that's kind of a, an important distinction here. 
We had them as the number one running offense in the league, and we had Kansas City, I believe, 27th in run defense. It makes no sense that they did not try to run the ball more. Well, so here's another part of this, and Aaron Schatz is with us and Grant and Danny. Play calling was very strange, no doubt about it. They had six traditional handoffs to running backs all game, and only three of them on early downs for 17 yards. Those numbers are inexplicable. You can look all season long at their carries by running backs. This is like a quarter of what their average was for the season. And as you said, it, it wasn't out of reach really at any point all the way through the game. That all said, what I was bothered by watching the game, if I'm a Ravens fan, why didn't Lamar Jackson leave the pocket? Like Todd Munkin doesn't have to call runs for him to go make plays. There wasn't enough design running for Jackson for my liking, especially on some short yardage opportunities after their initial fourth and one went for like 30 yards or whatever that was. But I thought Lamar, more than almost ever that I've seen him, was almost dictating that he was going to stay in the pocket to make throws rather than leaving and making plays. Well, he was like that all year. I mean, he scrambled less often this year than he had in past years, and it worked well for him. So I kind of understand that. I'm more concerned that, like, they didn't do designed runs for him, I think, rather than the fact that he didn't scramble more. I mean, there were a couple of plays where I was like, should take off here, dude, like, go. But um, overall, I mean, he's, you know, everybody said play from the pocket more, play from the pocket more. And so that's what he's done all year, and he's going to win an MVP because of it. So it's hard to, like, tell him to change that all of a sudden this week. Sure. I just think the last couple of weeks, a lot more rushing yards, rushing attempts for him uh, in these previous games and certainly in playoff successful games for him than yesterday. Uh, How about the Chiefs defense and Steve Spagnuolo? I mean, they've been the best defense in terms of avoiding points allowed in the second half all year. And man, did they do a nice job in their secondary. What a collection of corners they've put together. Yeah. I mean, they, they, it's a good, you know, it's good coverage and they bring, you know, the pass rush is, is not, it's not, you know, Chris Jones is special, but for the most part, they're doing it with scheme with Spagnolo scheme, but you know, Mahomes did not do much in the second half. The Ravens defense really shut him down. So the Kansas city defense really won that game in the second half by not, by not letting the Ravens do anything. Let's go to the NFC game here. Uh, outside of the emotion and heartbreak for Detroit, how did that comeback happen? I mean, uh, first of all, look, San Francisco, we all thought was the better team going into the game. So it would make sense that, in you know, they, at some point they would start playing better than the Lions did. And then there were a couple of weird bounces of the ball. There was the bounce of the ball off Kendall Vildor's, uh, Vildor's uh, helmet into Brandon Ayuk's hands. And then there was Jameer Gibbs' fumble. Jameer Gibbs' fumble was the most important, probably negative play for the Lions, for all the discourse we're having today about fourth down decisions, the real problem was Jameer Gibbs fumbled and handed the ball to the 49ers in scoring position. Aaron Schatz, our guest on Grant and Danny. Check him out on social if you haven't. A great Twitter account with great NFL numbers and information at A Schatz NFL, S C H A T Z. Uh, in that NFC Championship game, the big story afterwards, it became you know a huge referendum on analytics and going for fourth downs, as you know. I mean, what did you make of the aggressiveness of Dan Campbell? He kicked at the end of the half rather than going for a touchdown. Then he went for the fourth and two with a drop. The fourth and three after that left potential six points 
on the field, although there's no guarantee Badgley would have made those kicks. But where are you at on that discourse? Right. So the first thing is there's no guarantee they would have made those kicks. They were 46 and 48, which are kind of long, and Michael Badgley does not have a great record on kicks of that length. Uh, But the other thing is I like the decision to kick the field goal before halftime because one of the things that's valuable about going for it on the goal line is that if you fail, you give the ball to the other team in terrible field position. But right before halftime, that doesn't matter. You don't get that bonus. So it makes more sense to kick the field goal. The other decisions, listen, uh, most analytics have it as sort of a toss-up, right, where it was was probably – Either way would have been if you felt like it was the right thing to go, you should have gone. If you felt like it was the right thing to kick, you could have kicked, Um, which means it's not that he made the wrong decision. It's he made his decision. And it's funny because after the game, Campbell didn't reference analytics. He referenced the kind of things that coaches usually reference when they talk about why they don't go for fourth downs. They talked about the mood of his team and, you know, where the game was trending and how he felt about the plays that they had to run. And, um, you know, he danced with the one that brought him and he's been aggressive all year and it's been really good for them. And it just didn't work out mostly because Josh Reynolds dropped a pass on fourth and two. Aaron Schatz with us here on GND. But what do you make of the discourse around it? I mean, when, when something doesn't work, regardless of which way you happen to lean on uh, matters of football decision-making, I always find the discussions pretty annoying, but I know as somebody that's you know pretty involved in, in analytics and data and the like, what have you made of the sort of fallout post-Dan Campbell fourth down calls? I mean, the first thing is I don't – that the idea of take the points assumes that field goals always go through, and that's not true. The longer the field goal, the harder it is. So that's the first thing. You know, kickers are not 100% trustworthy. Yeah, Badgley's 9 of 20 in his career from 48 or more. And then, you know, we we all want to blame coaches for doing things that are a little out of the norm. Oh, if he had only done this, if he had only done this. Okay, if the game had been tied at the end, the 49ers would have had the ball with the chance to drive for a field goal. Or it would have gone to overtime, in which case the 49ers would have been favored. I mean, there are a lot of people in the football world who act like the goal of football is to get to overtime, not to win. Hmm. You play to win the game. That's why you play it. As a famous man once said, you don't play to go to overtime. I did not have Aaron Schatz giving us a Herm Edwards impression. I would have lost all the the money there earlier today, but here (laughs) we are. Uh, Aaron, before we let you go, let's look ahead to the Super Bowl matchup. I'm sure you've been diving into some of the early numbers. Uh, what kind of trends, what's noticeable in terms of some matchup things that you found? My first indication, my first feeling was to go with the Chiefs because the Chiefs defense has played a little bit better in recent weeks, and the 49ers defense has played a little bit worse in recent weeks. Now I'm sort of leaning the other way because if you look a little closer, it turns out that that is all product of Week 18. Right, The Chiefs' defense looks a little bit better in recent weeks because Easton Stick is terrible. And the 49ers' defense looks a little worse because they sat everybody against the Rams in Week 18. And if you take those games out, those defenses look about the same as they've looked for the whole season. Right At that point, you're, you're, both running backs should have a lot of success because both of these run defenses are weak. So at that point, you're really like it's either Brock Purdy and all those 49ers playmakers against the magic of Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. 
And it's really hard to pick pick a winner between those two. I mean, you know, if you want to go based on regular season numbers, it's no question you have to favor the 49ers. But I do understand the argument that Kelsey has something special and that he does really seem to lift his game in the playoffs and that that would would be a good reason to pick the Chiefs. It's a really hard game to decide which side to go with. Aaron, thank you as always, man. Great info. Enjoy the Super Bowl in a couple weeks. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you. This is Aaron Schatz. You can check him out. FTN Fantasy giving us some insight and a dive into some of the numbers, not only from this weekend, but looking ahead to Super Bowl 58 as well. He mentioned Travis Kelsey and how special he is at the end of that conversation. Kelsey yesterday was the best we've seen him all year. That was the virtuoso kind of epic performance. I joked, I said, this Taylor Swift's about to find out how good her boyfriend is. Because all season long, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has not really played like he played yesterday. And it's not to say he didn't have a good season. I think people assume when I say Kelsey found another gear that, like, I didn't know that he went for 980 yards on 93 catches this year. I'm aware of the information. But what you saw yesterday was another level. And that was peak That's prime Kelsey. Kelsey. This is what this guy has been when he caught 110 balls or when he had 1,400 yards in 2020 in the pandemic year. I mean, he would routinely be up over 1,200 in his career. This year was not that, and he has turned the faders all the way up in the playoffs. The, the athletic catches he was making, he was awesome yesterday. Andre Reed, Michael Irvin, Wes Walker, Heinz Ward, Reggie Wayne, Tyree Kill, Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, Jerry Rice, and now Travis Kelsey atop that list. That's your career postseason reception leaders. He is number one all time. Whipped right past Jerry Rice uh, in the first half yesterday, by the way. I thought maybe for the game he might eke past him. They get seven catches in the first half. Number one all time. And it looked like 25-year-old Travis Kelsey yesterday. Amazing. You know what I think is strange? We don't spend a lot of time on this show talking about the, the Taylor Swift element of all of this. Just because it, it's not a factor. It's not really relevant to a lot of what we do. But the amount of people who get angry now about seeing her. Are you in that group? Like, I don't understand why people are annoyed and bothered that they show her on TV. It's weird to me. It's like the the, the shark, this has been weeks of this now, but it, it went from early on, like everyone was over talking about it. And it was like, okay, I get it, whatever. But now it's like, oh my God, they keep showing Taylor Swift. Or like when the Chiefs won the game, we have to see the Taylor Swift Super Bowl show now. I just think that's weird. It, how does it affect your viewing experience in any way? Hmm. You're sitting there. You're eating your Doritos. You're drinking your cola or your beer. They show her for three seconds after he makes a catch instead of showing uh, another random crowd shot and or Andy Reid on the sideline for the 9,000th time. Like I don't understand why anyone is like actually upset about it. So I, I'm not actually upset. I, I want to be clear about that. I'm, I'm tired of it. I don't, I don't really care. I didn't care at the beginning, and I especially don't care now. Um, let me do my best. I think it's because I've got this long axiom about Super Bowl, the Super Bowl halftime show, et cetera, where I'm going, you got all these dudes that put all this money in your coffers, right? Do something for us. But instead, it's like, here comes Lady Gaga. Here comes Madonna. Here comes Beyonce. Where it's like, okay, I know what you're trying to do. You, you want the Bravo audience. You want people that don't really care. That's what this feels like. It feels very ham-handed where it's like, have you been watching Real Housewives of this particular city throw wine at each other? Come on over and check out the Chiefs game. And it's a lot of people screaming at me about Taylor Swift 
kind of cluttering up the discourse. Who's screaming at you? Well, I mean, it's all online and social media. Like, but my wife wants me to like talk about Taylor Swift on the air, and I don't want to. But this is this is what she thinks we should be doing. She's like, this is this is what people are talking about. I'm going, not our not ours as much. We talk about Travis Kelsey going for over a, you know hundred yards in the first half sure. or whatever. But yeah, so I, but it's like insisting. It's like you can't avoid it. You can't get away from it. The thing that I'm annoyed about. They show Brock Purdy's parents in every single game he's ever played in. I now know what his dad and his mom look like. Like, if I bumped into them in a gas station, I would know who they are. No one gets annoyed by that. No, but they're, I mean, they're, they're not pop singers that draw international attention right, for people but, that but don't but like my football. My point is, she has more business being on camera than they do. Like, we've always known, like, here's the wife. Here, Look at the seats this guy's parents have. They're in the top row. Jordan loves mom. Like, this is part of the broadcast. And, oh, by the way, the guy is dating the biggest celebrity in the world right now. I'm not sitting here like, show me Taylor Swift. Here's what I do when they show her. I look back down at my computer to finish my tweet, or I eat the chip that I was about to eat. I guess I just don't understand the, the amount of like anger yesterday mm. and just like people being annoyed by it was just kind of weird. So what I don't really see as much annoyance. What I see is people telling me how annoyed I supposedly am yeah. and to get over it. And I wasn't annoyed in the first place, but I'm annoyed by that part. It sounds like then you're not the issue. If you're not one of the yeah. people that's tweeting like, how many times are you going to show Taylor Swift? Or you're not one of the millions of people that are like, the Ch- if the Chiefs win, the-, the only man that can keep us from this. And it's like a picture of Taylor Swift is this. And it's like Lamar Jackson, like double gun pointing at people. Mm-hmm. You didn't see any of that? I bet you did. It's everywhere. Yeah. I-, I don't know. I- the-, the Thank thing- God. He-, he almost <laughs> kept us from seeing her on TV Three times in the span of three and a half. Like, who cares? It's, it's 15 be, seconds. It can be pretty tiresome. Again, it's everywhere, and it's, it insists upon itself, and it's this perpetuating machine. Again, I'm not annoyed. I'm, I'm perfectly fine. Um, but you are not. But you haven't seen any of this, like, the, the Ravens are standing between us and two weeks of this. I, I might like have her muted. doing her little yeah. dance with the, the other girlfriend. I mean, I might have muted some stuff. I don't know. But yeah. it does. what comes across my purview a lot, are the people that are yelling at me for being annoyed at it. And it's like, I, I wasn't, but I find you pretty annoying. You're yelling at me, like, to tell me to get over something? No, no, you came into our thing. Like, we didn't go into your thing and yell, that's Travis Kelsey's girlfriend. Like, you came into our football dojo and are yelling, it's so funny, It's uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend made a catch. Mm, cool, this is ours. You're you're now making it your thing. I don't, it, it's cool. Great, good for her. She's a big celebrity, she's a big superstar. That's awesome. But can you just let let us have the fun Super Bowl thing, the let us the football thing that but we like? They're letting you have it. I mean, that's no. kind of my point. There's there's literally nothing happening differently. You'll go to your Super Bowl but it party. Is different though, right? You'll eat. It's not. You'll eat the same foods. You'll watch the same game, and they'll show her on the screen eight times for a combined thirty two seconds. Or less, maybe. And all the Taylor Swift fans will just let that go. It'll be fine and simple. But no, they're, they're going to... Are you interacting with them? Like, who cares? Well, I'm, I'm telling you, people do. and Because they're annoying. I, I guess I'm just... I, I'm Somehow, my, my algorithm is different. I don't see a bunch of people like, she's on TV! Say something about it! Say something about it! Like, it just... It's just a... It could be that or them showing a random crowd shot. And it's the same to me. I'm like, oh... There's the super famous girl who just made a billion dollars on so tour. Big, like just now. Neil in Woodbridge, what's up? Hey, guys. I was just calling in because we got to experience Taylor Swift in uh, Kansas City at the Buffalo Bills game um, a couple weeks back. Um, and it was – it takes you away from the game. 
my wife's a huge Bills fan, and uh, we had Taylor and Jason Kelsey, the one suite to our left. Um, it was pretty cool, and it, it was just a fun experience. So I know she's annoying um, for some, but she's rocking it. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Again, his his premise was, I know she's annoying for some, and I'm going, why? Because she exists? Because she's watching her, her boyfriend play football and clapping when he passes Jerry Rice on the all-times catch list? Okay. I guess. Jamie in Annandale, home of the Adams. What's up, Jamie? What's up, boys? Hey, bud. Hey, I, I just don't understand the hate for showing Taylor. I mean, she is a celebrity, like Danny said. I mean, yes, she's she's like, you know, she's out there in, in, the, in the pop world. She's the top pop artist. But like I told, told the call screener, um, Spike Lee's at, at Knicks games. They show him a lot. Hell, yeah, Jack they do. Nicholson, Jack Nicholson was at Laker games. You know, they showed him a lot. How many uh, times, Jamie, do they show? Any, thank you for the call. Do they show LeBron? That's a good point. At like at uh, Bronny's games, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Everything he does, it's like LeBron's eating a peanut. LeBron has popcorn. LeBron bought his own snacks. It's the, it's the whole time. A famous person is there. I would imagine that. I'm trying to think of like putting it on the other side. If uh, who's the most famous guy in the world, non-sports? Uh, top of my head, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay. Is he? I don't know. If the Rock was dating one of the members of the U.S. Women's Soccer Team. And he's in a suite going ham sandwich during their game. You don't think they're showing the Rock's reaction shot like every time? Of course they are. This is just part of the experience. Like this, this is this is day one producing sports directing. It's a no brainer. I can understand if I'm at a game and everyone's turned around because I'm sitting right in front of her, like that guy was, and the whole game everyone's like looking up, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> that might take away from my experience, but I don't. Do you think it is taken away from your experience in any way that they show her on TV? Not much. Not but, really. But you're, not much means you think they, it's taken away some. No, uh, taken away is not the right term. So the answer is no, it hasn't taken away. Okay, because my point is. I find it a it, little annoying. It has taken zero away from any television football experience that they show her a few times. I mean, Eminem was there. One of the great rappers ever. Very, very famous. He got very little screen time. There's one like candid photo of him flipping off a couple of uh, 49ers fans. The, the the I think the issue is, and again, I, I, I'm arguing for a position I don't really have, but the, I think the issue is this has brought a whole new group of people to the football. Good Football was doing, well, for the football, yes. Football was doing wonderfully well. We're all watching. We're having a great time. Not a lot of dudes that are sitting there watching football are Taylor Swifties. And all of a sudden, the Swifties are everywhere. So much Swift. It's everything. It's constant. In your face, 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 all the time. And people might be annoyed about that. I think that's not crazy. I again, we're we're going in circles. I don't know how people are. No one's been in my face at any point during this process. No one has run up to me, some Swifty, and was like, "I want to make you a bracelet." Did you see the tour? Did you see the Eras tour, Grant? Like, no one's done that to me at any point. No one's been in my face. Let's go to Daryl, who's in Calvert. Hello, how are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, bud. Love the show. Listen to you guys every day. But, well, thank um, you. Hey, so I. I uh, I understand both sides to to the story. Like, it shouldn't bother you, or like you know, some people say it should. It does bother them. Well, like to me, I turn on the TV to watch football. Um, I know who Taylor Swift is. I don't need to see her face every ten minutes every time Travis Kelsey gets a gets a catch. It doesn't annoy me, but at the same time, it's like 
why? Why? Like, we all know she's at his games. We all know that she's there. You don't need to show her every single time he makes a catch. I'm going to leave it at that, and that's it, you know. I think that that's a fair point. Like, you don't have to show her every time. They don't have to show her nearly as much as they do. That that I would perfectly agree with. That my premise is not do they show her more than they should? Yeah, probably. My point is I I just can't fathom people like there are actually people who are mad about it and who are saying it's taking away from their enjoyment of this amazing game yesterday. Like what did you do different? You sat on your butt and you watched from your couch the same way that you were going to. Either way, How about what Schefter said about Ben Johnson and the Commanders today? This was something. He continues to push the narrative that people that think Ben Johnson's going to the Commanders might want to sit a play out and relax just a little bit. Let's get to that next on Grant and Danny. Ben Johnson alert. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What are my emotions? I don't know. It, it sucks and pretty devastated. You know, there is a state of shock a little bit. And yeah, I just, I just, again, I'm proud to be a part of this team. And it's, it's hard to, it's hard to be, it's hard to juggle those two emotions of being proud of what we've done this year and dealing with the heartache of the loss. That was Jared Goff post game. On the precipice of a Super Bowl appearance, going to be tough for him and his Lions to get back. I was thinking about this last night. They're going to have to pay him a big old bag of money. And you're going to lose your coordinator who just took him to new heights. 
starring Jason and Travis Kelsey. 273 yards and a touchdown. He played fine. I, there were a couple big-time throws a few, in there. And a few drops that would have made his stat line look a lot better. Very true. Reynolds twice. I thought uh, there was one throw to Amon Ross St. Brown with ball placement in the middle of the field where like he had an oncoming safety, and he like put it on his back hip. That was just dynamite. Mm-hmm. There was also that end-over-end punt that he threw on the trick play where Ben Johnson went deep into the bag, and he found this uh, beautiful throwback to quarterback who then throws downfield. Jamison Williams running past the safety. And I don't know what happened. But I guess Goff just didn't get a good grip on the ball. And he threw a ball. It looked like if you've ever used a jugs machine and you put the ball in wrong and it just comes out end over end, it was a terrible fluttering duck. 20 yards under throw. Yeah. You ask the praying mantis to do something quick twitch and athletic, you might be disappointed. I mean, quick seriously. Twitch. It's, that's not his strength. The strength is in a clean pocket, he'll, he could sling it. His arm is really good. He, he gets on top of the ball, he spins it. But if he's got to move around, yeah. Precision for most of the day, though. Yeah. I thought he was accurate. He gave them a chance to win. If you're going to say, was he a plus or a minus? He was a plus. plus. He was not a minus. He didn't turn the ball over. He didn't make mistakes. But now you got to try to get back there. And as Dan Campbell said after the game, it's going to be harder. Getting here was so much easier than it will ever be to get to this point again because everyone knows we're coming. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to give us their best shot. And I I think that's true. And the good ship Ben Johnson sailing away. To cover all those warts and blemishes. Possibly. Although, if you listen to Adam Schefter, he's got him staying in Detroit, apparently. Oh, cripes. I'm, I'm partially putting words in Schefter's mouth. But he's acting like we could not only be surprised by what the commanders do, but also what the Seahawks do, and that there could be two stunning hires here. He was on Pat McAfee on ESPN Today. This is what Schefter said this afternoon. Well, well first and foremost, I, I'm not convinced yet that Ben Johnson's getting the commander's job. I know oh. people have said that he's the presumptive favorite, and he may get the job. Like, he he very well may. He's in contention. But that is not a slam dunk at all right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they are definitely looking at other people as well. And again, they may come back to Ben Johnson. But I think that they're pretty impressed with Mike McDonald and Aaron Glenn and Anthony Weaver as well. And I think those guys are going to have a legitimate chance to get that job. Um, and then Ben Johnson's also in playing Seattle. So you have to see, okay, well, if he doesn't get Washington, is he then in Seattle? Or does Seattle pull an upset? Again, people have people have said here that they think Ben Johnson is going to Washington and Dan Quinn is going to Seattle. Yes. And I will bet you, I will bet you that at a minimum, one of those is not right. Hmm. At a minimum. Okay. Maybe, maybe both. So that was Schefter on Pat McAfee show. But the lead, the couple quotes I pull out of there, Ben Johnson's not the favorite for the job, he says. Not to say there is a favorite, definitively, but that this isn't like his job to lose, as a lot of people feel like it is. I'm one of those people, by the way. And he also said it is not a slam dunk at all right now. He has gone hard with this, to his credit, all along. And he's not just making this up. I mean, nobody's more plugged in. This tells me somebody with the team, because an agent for Ben Johnson, is not going to want Exactly. Somebody with the team is wants the word out for sure that it's not Ben Johnson's job to lose, that this is still a serious process, that it could be somebody else. And the debate then has to be, well, why do they want the word out there? It's one of two things. Either they're preparing the fan base for a hire that isn't Ben Johnson because the momentum very clearly is that the majority of the fan base wants this guy. And they know that if it just comes out of nowhere at a left field with nobody 
exploding and speculating it might not be him, that maybe that gets a lot of blowback. So you could just be cushioning the blow by this trial balloon of having a few national people and you know folks that are plugged in saying it's not a foregone conclusion. It could be anybody. You guys think it's Ben Johnson, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it is. Or the other reason they might tell Schefter, hey, it's not Ben necessarily. Anybody could get this job still is. Maybe they just aren't rolling with Ben Johnson, but they don't want it to look like it was a foregone conclusion. Remember the reaction of the Peters hire was, this was always Peters. It was Peters from the start. It was Peters at the end. With all due respect to Ian Cunningham, and and I don't even remember the, who else they brought in, Alec Hallaby mm. of the Eagles. Like, they wanted Peters. They got Peters. They knew it for weeks. It was going to be him. And maybe they'd feel bad if, if they go into the offseason and the thought is, you hired Myers because... He's got a relationship with Peters. You hired Spielman uh, uh, because he has a relationship with his brother Chris with the Lions, who's got the in with Ben Johnson. You set this up to end on Peters and Johnson all along, and you really didn't do a thorough search. You didn't give all these guys a fair chance. And maybe they're trying to get ahead of that narrative where it is Ben Johnson, but they want everyone to know that Dan Quinn's serious and Aaron Glenn for real, man, and Anthony Weaver might get the job, and Mike McDonald, we love him too. It's one of those two things to me. So, yeah, I, I mean, Schefter went from, I mean, he's still obviously as plugged in as anybody. I mean, he's got, you know, he's cultivated infinite sources over the years. But he, to me, has now kind of become, what does the organization want out there? Guy. Like, that's that's sort of the side he's on that's now, a good point. ultimately. Reporting right? is taking what you hear from them, meshing it with what you hear on the other side, coming up with the truth. Whereas he is a, and I'm not knocking him, I love Schefter. I, I think he's great at what he does. Mm -hmm. Schefter is a, I'm taking what I'm hearing and putting it out there, which by definition, I guess is reporting, but he is a, I'll tell you half the story kind of, you know, and and I'll get the other half might be conflicting, but I'll get that next time. And maybe that's too, too, maybe too harsh. And it sounds like I'm being critical. I just sort of, I think just where we are now. Um, And I think back to, of course, that podcast with Tanya Snyder, it's, it's hard for me to escape that for, for a guy that came up cutting his teeth uh, you know, never, never relenting, never stopping getting the story to Tanya, was it hard for you to see all the criticism, like pound every grain of sand for the rest of your life with that nonsense that went over like, like a fart in church. But it seems to me that I was now we kind of pick this apart. What's the agenda? What's the, what's the, the, the rationale? Part of it has to be not so fast on Ben Johnson, right? That's, that's the takeaway, whether that's a real, not so fast or it's, you know, Lee Corso just saying that so fast? Well, I, that's it's what it's I one wondered. of two things to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I I think it's either they're not going to hire him. They're they're leaning towards somebody else. They see that everybody is talking about them and Ben Johnson and has this thing wrong. And they can't let you find out zero to 100. Because mm-hmm. if you can cushion it and you start putting Mike McDonald narrative out there or something before it's him, it's going to be more well-received. That's option one. Or option two, which is... It's definitely Ben Johnson. It's been Ben Johnson all along, but they do not want to hear afterwards another all along. Exactly. I don't. I for whatever reason, it might have bothered them that everyone did that with Peters or assumed that these you know searches were. I don't want to say over before they started, but if you have a heavy favorite going in and the heavy favorite gets the job, then you know how thorough was it? So here's what I thought of the. There was a lot of momentum and a lot was done in terms of hiring minority candidates. Uh, this this hiring cycle. I wonder if this was something that they were sensitive about, if it ends up being, you know, two white guys and it was quote-unquote all along. 
And they because they 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 seem to care a lot about perception, right? So I didn't hire, fire Ron Rivera months after he probably should have been fired, and it would have been reasonable to do that. I don't know the answer here. I'm I'm speculating. Yeah, it's possible. Like they they want to be sensitive to that because they don't want to have it look like I it also, was these two dudes all along. I think that there were serious candidates. Like I don't think they knew before they ever sat down with Ben Johnson it was him. I just think there's a, he's either the favorite or he isn't. Schefter's saying he's not the favorite. To me, that's pretty crazy if he's not the favorite. And he's also suggesting the possibility, by the way, that Ben Johnson wouldn't get any jobs. Ben Johnson alert. Like, his point is, maybe he won't get the Washington or the Seattle job. He's just going to go back and coach Jared Goff again? That would be pretty amazing after the year the Lions just had. I'm going to bet against that at this point. Uh, We do have a blitz coming up at 4 o'clock. And at 4.30 today, Joey Gallo, the new slugger, home run hitter for the Nationals, is going to stop by. He's going to give us a call coming up in about 45 minutes on Grant and Danny. It is time for our double play next. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. You got a chance to win Wizards tickets at five on the fan. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Twelve minutes from a blitz. Forty-two minutes from Joey Gallo joining the show. He's a Washington National being introduced to the media today. Jay Gruden stops by at 5 for his weekly appointment with us on Grant and Danny. And that's when we're giving away a pair of tickets to go see the Wizards. If you want those tickets, you better be listening in an hour and 10 minutes. Kick off your future with the law firm of Kondorian Murad. They'll help protect your assets, update your will and trust, schedule a free estate planning strategy, 
with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit kmlawyers.com. Mention the show to score yourself a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. Let's get to our double play. I'll go quickly and get out of your way, Danny. 106.7 The Fan versus the Team 980 is coming up on Friday. Oh, hello there. Got a few tickets still available, so buy them now if you want to get in. Someone asked me if we'll be streaming the event. I don't think we are. I think the whole point is to have people come out and enjoy the event live and to be able to say and do things that aren't streamed. So uh, I believe you got to be there to enjoy it and to see it, but all your favorite shows from town uh, are going to be there. It's one night off air, on stage, uncensored. Plus, special guest, Commander's Defensive Tackle Jonathan Allen will be in the house. Uh, we will have him up on stage with us at different points. Tickets are on sale now at BethesdaTheater.com. Presented by Main Street Bank, cheer local, bank local. Put their team in your office. Visit MStreetBank.com for more information. And if you've never seen Danny do stand-up, you will see Danny doing a set to get the night started. Is the entire set going to be about the station, or are you going to do any of your normal jokes? Nope, the whole set's about the station. All I only right. got about uh, 10 minutes or so, and... Uh... You're able to fill that time? Yep, the clip will be unloaded. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I'll have to t- face everybody after I say all the stuff. Uh, hopefully everybody will be kept down in the green room. And uh, there won't be too many Twitter tattletales right there. But like, Craig, guess what Danny just said about you? You know. Um, but yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun. People love doing that on social media. Oh, it's their the best way. bit. Like, if I say something, I'm, I'm just making something up now. But like, you know, that that, uh, that route didn't look very good by Samuel there. He's he. Did this or that at Curtis Samuel 10. You won't believe what he just said, man. Thanks. I think Curtis is your friend now. You guys are buddies <laughs> now, right? You told on on me and now you guys are going to, uh, you know, one Loudon, right? Is that the plan? Not at all. And the, and the point isn't like that. I don't want him to know that I said it, right? I'm saying it publicly. It Ideally, it's factual information. My philosophy is always, like, don't personally attack anyone. If you play badly, you play badly. You don't say someone is bad, right? There's a difference. But there's just something weird about the going and telling them. I mean, it's just such a bad bit. By the way, speaking of guys that uh, we've been tattled to a bunch, Chase Young was so, so, so beat up online yesterday. Did Mm -hmm. anybody see this? Oh, yeah. I mean, people were just passing his highlights, if you want to call them that. Around the internet, there were a few plays there he's going to want back, I will say. A couple of plays where Chase Young either was not in the right position or maybe uh, could have been in the right position. Hainsworthian effort is des- what I would say. Decided about midway through the play he wasn't going to be in the right position. I tweeted this, but I saw a few of the contracts guys talking about he cost himself a lot of money, I think, in the last couple of months. Now, he's still got one more game. So I guess if he goes out and is the MVP of the Super Bowl with four and a half sacks and eight tackles for loss... <laughs> He'll probably get a, a nice fat contract. But all the tape that's out there over these last several weeks in these standalone games for him, not only not getting to the quarterback with any consistency whatsoever as a pass rusher, but the the run game has been problematic as well. He had one really nice play on on, on a play. I think Gibbs tried to bounce outside that he, he did. detained really well, came up and tackled it strong. And you go, okay, that's nice. As, as the game went on, I actually remember at least two, maybe three run stuff. Yeah, I thought where, he played better. Like at the line of scrimmage, he, he made a tackle. But... The Packers game in the first half where they gave up almost 150 rushing yards, like there were some major issues up front, and he was in the middle of a lot of it. I will say to his credit, he's playing a lot. At first, they were playing him like 45, 50% of the time, mm-hmm. and you couldn't look at their defensive line without seeing him out there yesterday. So he was getting a lot of snaps. 
Uh, it is time for Danny's double play. It's a big week for the Purple Team Jeeps. So coming off a a dominant win, I will say that, uh, the Purple Boys played against a, a team of mostly third graders this weekend. They were without their best player. I really admired this group. They are going to come in second an awful lot, but they have great attitudes, and they try their butts off, and they're all learning the game. So the Purple Squad, a lot of career highs. Everybody had a very nice time. No need to mention the score. It was significant to, to not as much. Here's the big week, though. What did the uh, winning score start with? Four. What did the losing score start with? Zero in okay. the tens digit. Got it. Yeah. And it, it could have been it could have been different. Even we could have guys go for infinite points and we made sure everybody got a touch and everybody got uh some cure highs, which is very nice. So we had a Sunday morning practice because all the Tuesdays we've gotten snowed out, rained out one time, which shouldn't happen in basketball. Come on, Fairfax County. I mean, seriously, come on, it rained. Let's please have basketball inside, whatever. But uh we've got a game tomorrow night. It's in lieu of our normal practice time. We got the yellow squad, Jeeps. Now, you know about the yellow squad. They have no losses. They are 4-0, and they are pounding teams. I've heard good things about them. They are crushing them. Our stud, our star, Christian, told me, and I quote, I try to check Caleb at recess, and I straight up can't. I can't stop that dude. Ooh. We we don't have an answer because there's no zoning. Plus, another complication, glue guy, Young Ruye on uh, on the purple team started puking last night at about oh. 11 p.m. I mean, has anyone the ever not been sick at your house? No. It is unbelievable. It's unreal. I feel terrible for the kid. I, I'm not even doing a bit. I want to hire someone to go in there and do some tests. I mean, you well, guys, you'll get sick if you do. You guys have been sick for months. This poor, so he'd been he'd been free and clear for since uh, Thanksgiving. And last night it happened. So he's officially doubtful. He's about to be ruled out probably by his mom uh, as of this evening, barring a dramatic turnaround. Will there be any kind of uh, arguing with the mom? There as will the not coach? be. There will not be. I mean, he was in a bad way. So he's not a he's not a huge scorer for the squad. Does a lot of little things, though. Rebounds. I'm telling you. Rebounds, passing lanes, getting jump balls, loose balls. He's one of the best passers on the team. A helpful player. Plays decent defense as well. Going up against this yellow team, that is really going to hurt us. So the line probably would have been five and a half. Yellow uh, as the favorites. It's now jumped to seven and a half. And I'm not just doing that to sandbag. I'm telling you, this is the squad. Mm. I just want our boys to come out and compete. And let's see if we can be close in the fourth quarter. We'll see what happens. Draw it up, coach. Doing our best, man. You got your work cut out for you. We're going to run McDonald's play. And we're also going to run regular. We might also run value meal. Wow. The kids picked the the names. They just eat McDonald's that day. I like the names. Beltway Blitz at the top of the hour. And Joey Gallo at 430. Got to get into this coaching search, too. Are we buying Schefter and some of the other reporting out there that the commanders may go in a different direction than Ben Johnson? You're listening to The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.